You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters with me, your host, Mikey Manfredi. And joining me, as per usual, is my co-host, Zach Batista. Zach, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great right now. Uh, outside is a nice, it's a nice fall weather that I expect from fall. Nice 50 degrees-ish. Not too hot, not the too best. cold. Honestly, my ideal temperature is like between like 50 and like 70 mm-hmm. is like my ideal temperature range. Like give me that all the time and I'll be the most happy child around. It would be so nice. Uh, walk my dog. Nice. It was just a nice morning to get off to, and uh, had some nice breakfast. So I can't complain. Nice. How about you? Nice. I just had a I just had a nice bowl of Captain Crunch berries. Always solid uh, cereal. Probably my favorite cereal. Uh, Zach, what is your favorite cereal? Do you have a favorite cereal? Probably a toss up between Frosted Flakes and I want to say Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs. That's that's one I have. I haven't had Cocoa Puffs in a minute. Cocoa Puffs are like my nostalgic cereal that I always ate as a kid or loved to eat as a kid. Mm-hmm. And Frosted Flakes just I can never go wrong with a bowl of Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes are always good, right? It's like Frosted Flakes are always just such a good mm-hmm. a good cereal to have. Yeah. Same, I I think another another top one definitely is like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh yes. Oh I forgot. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is fire. Ah, oh, cinnamon toast crunch or Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs are good too. Reese's Puffs are so good. I'm an old man. So Yo, like there's just so brand. many good cereals. Mm-hmm. Cereal's great. Like, how could you go wrong cereal. with a bowl of cereal? You can't. It's good, and it's good any time too. Mm-hmm. You could be like in the like, oh, just waking up and don't feel like cooking breakfast. Cereal. At just night. got home from a late night out drinking with friends and need something to eat. Cereal. cereal. Wake up in the middle of the night and you need something to eat. Cereal. Cereal. <laughs> Real quick snack in the middle of the day. Cereal. Cereal. So yeah, you just can't go wrong. It's good anytime, and and there's so many good cereals. Like you're gonna find a cereal that you like, no matter what. Like you could be the most bland and boring person, and then boom, cornflakes. Exactly. Like it's like there's a cereal for everybody. There's like very few cereals that I can think of where I'm like, mm, that's... yeah. There's there's not. Yeah, you're right. There's like not that many cereals that I wouldn't. Yeah, like, like even something you put in front of me. Like I, I'm trying to think of what cereal might like. actually actually. Ooh. Unfrosted mini wheat. Unfrosted mini wheats. I don't think I've. Had... I don't think I. Ha- I don't like mini wheats. I don't oh, like that. Oh, I the, love the frosted mini wheats so much. I don't like the texture. I love mini wheats. They're good. Up there with raisin bran for me. That's definitely the one cereal I stay away from. I like raisin bran. Raisin bran is good. Raisin bran's delicious. But yeah, I can understand the uh, the texture of uh, the mini wheats themselves. All right. Well, Zach, we're not here to rate cereals. We're here to rate wrestling matches. <laughs> this is very true. So, who started off last week? I believe. It was you or me? I don't oh. remember, actually. Uh, let me think. Hold on. Let me go back to my matches for a second. I want to say 
that it was you, because okay. then I went. Yeah, so, so then I'll start this. Yeah. So why don't you kick us off with your first match? Your first match this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. First match that I did was uh, I went out for uh, Reality of Wrestling again, and I went to their Ladies Night Out Nine. Okay. And the match is Vanity versus Amber Rodriguez. I don't know who either of these are, but I wanted another women's match. Some new, some new faces for me. Okay. Match of the story. This match is pretty simple. It's uh, the veteran Amber Rodriguez going against the uh, hungry newcomer uh, and like new to wrestling, like in general, Vanity. Mm-hmm. Commentators make a point to also mention that they uh, pray that uh, Vanity has done her research on Amber because Amber's finisher, uh, Amber. Oh uh, yeah, on Amber's finisher, the kiss of death or el beso de la muerte is uh very very effective, and if she gets hit with that, it's pretty much over. Oh, so it's like the it's like uh, a one winged angel where it's like no one's ever kicked out of it. I guess yeah, that's how they were they were bigging it up like that. It was like uh, oh yeah, you get hit with that, you're you're done. It's gotcha. over for you. So the uh, nice the match starts off with a nice little back and forth between the two. They're fighting over for control. Vanity then. Uh, <laughs> So, like, it's like your standard, like, t- uh, collar and elbow tie-up. I've definitely been listening to a ton of JR to be saying that. Hmm. Uh, their standard, like, one person gets the arm, the other person, like, spins around and, like, grabs the arm again. You know, the usual back and forth. Then Vanity, who's a big girl, does a... She does, an, like, this impressive, like, cartwheel out of it, which I was like, oh! I was like, damn, I wasn't expecting... I was like, that was, it was good. I'm like, all right. At this point, then, that um, Rodriguez literally and figuratively says the gloves are off she literally has like a pair of gloves on she just takes them both off and throws them on the ground i was like oh shit mm-hmm. i'm like all right nice we're just gonna oh, we're going time right to back fight into time to fight the two lock up again but this time rodriguez is actually able to take control by uh flipping vanity onto the uh the ground and then oddly enough she spanks her and then puts her in a sleeper ah can't say i expected that as a combination you know you know hey. the perfect the perfect follow-up Exactly. <laughs> Vanity then actually like starts to get up, and Rodriguez jumps on her back. But uh, nice for Vanity here. Uh, she actually just immediately rams her into the corner while she's on her back before she can actually get an, a grip on her. And I was like, oh, Damn. all right, playing smart. I'm like, I, I always appreciate smart wrestling. Yeah. Rodriguez then pops off. Like she has like this like I want to call it a battle cry where like she like yells and like it kind of just gets you all excited to see what she's gonna do. Mm-hmm. So then she hits a Hurricane Rana, an arm drag, and then. Sends Vanity flying when she attempts a spear. You know what's funny? Real quick about the battle cry thing. Mm-hmm. So a little, uh, a few months ago, like before, you know, well, I guess not a few months ago, but like I, almost a year ago at this point, before everything, mm-hmm. I was visiting wrestling schools to see where I can uh, possibly train to be a referee or commentator and stuff like that. And okay. it, And in the wrestling schools, they actually teach you to like yell and be loud and do, and like, Whenever you hit, whenever you hit a move, is to, to like make noise and like be loud about it. To it, it adds, it adds to the the match. It adds to the presentation. You know, it Makes gives sense. you character. Like one, I remember one. Uh, somebody was running through like just, just like they were, they were new. They were newer. They were mm-hmm. running through like basic like rope running spots. Yeah, and uh, they were they were going through the motions, but they were like silent, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Listen, your motions are good, but that's not enough." You gotta put a little oomph into it. You gotta yell, do something. Like, gotcha. Gotta get the crowd energized. Yeah, exactly. Gotta add a little, like, Which I, little I, flavor to it. I just thought it was neat that they that they like teach you to just be like loud and like just yell, like hit a move, just be like, ugh, like really like sell it. You know, mm, that is interesting. Yeah, 
It's a little, that's a little, uh, new, uh, it's like something new, you learn something new every day. That's what I was trying to say. Hey, there it is. All right, so let me see. Last I saw was Rodriguez popped off. Vanity was begging her to stop, and then Rodriguez just kind of hit her with a drop kick in the face. And I was like, <laughs> nice. nice. Vanity actually then takes control with an open hand slap to Rodriguez's chest, which is, has some impact to it, if I recall correctly. Yikes. Rodriguez then gets to, like, then, like, falls back to the ropes and tries to fight her off, but Vanity actually has a really cool spot here where she grabs her foot, right? Okay. And she puts it on the middle rope. So at this point now, one leg is stuck on the rope and the other one's uh, standing in the ring, right? Okay. And Vanity then gets below Rodriguez and then transitions it by picking her up into a backdrop, which I actually thought was Ooh. really nice. Like, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not something you see every day. With Vanity in control, she then just starts to choke Rodriguez out on the middle rope, and then gets some payback and spanks her afterwards, and I was like, okay. (laughs) Bring it back. Some guy in the crowd tried chanting her to do it again, which she then fake did, and then taunted him, and I was like, that is some nice heel work. Yeah, well, it's not even even heel work. The guy was being a heel, because he just wanted to see women spank each other in the ring. That too. Dude, they're wrestling. Fuck off. (laughs) Exactly. So I, I enjoyed that. Outside of the guy who's chanting, but regardless, I'm here for wrestling and not for this man. <laughs> so continuously, uh, v- uh, Vanity continues to choke out Rodriguez on the ropes. She then, like, she has a spot before that where she, um, she, you know, like, you have, there's the, um, where you take your foot and you kind of push into your opponent's face when they're up in the corner and, like, start to choke them a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanity kind of does this, but she does it kind of, like, where she takes a little, t- uh, a little spin on it where, like, she actually gets onto the ropes themselves and, like, pushes Rodriguez, like, all the way back. And there's, like, points where you can see Rodriguez's feet actually aren't on the ground. Ooh. And I was like, ooh. I'm like, all right. Jesus. That's not bad. Brutal. But finally, though, Rodriguez is able to actually stop this offense by uh, hitting her with a spinning heel kick into a neckbreaker. Jesus. That's wild. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good spot. Um, unfortunately, after that, they went for the um the spot where like, what is it like? The face runs at their opponent, turns around, they get them in like a wheelbarrow position, and I guess it goes to, like towards like a bulldog or something like that. Okay. But the two kind of mess it up. But Ooh. thankfully, uh, they don't let this actually uh, stop the spot. Vanity instead just kind of drops Rodriguez on her face and then just starts to beat her down. And I was like, I'm like, good. It's all. That's all I can ask for. And this is just a rule of thumb. If you botch something and you're able to salvage it and just not go let with it ruin it. Just your go flow, with it. then I'm fine with it. I don't mind. Pretend you didn't make a mistake at all, and it's completely what you meant to do. We then get into a a classic hockey fight. Oh, my favorite. Which starts out with an extremely loud slap to the face by Rodriguez. Like this was some shit that like you see in like a novella, like when someone gets slapped in the face and it's like comedically loud. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what this slap sounded like, and I was like, How oh. dare you? Exactly. <laughs> After this uh, fight, we then get to the finish to the match where the two of them, like, are, like, putting their heads together after this hockey fight, right? And, like, I think Vanny's like, come on, you gonna, you gonna go? Like, come on, like, come at me. Like, the two of them are, like, kind of like, yeah, what you got? The two of them, um, Rodriguez then hits her with two running clotheslines and then runs at her for a third, I believe. But Vanity picks her up for a slam and Rodriguez actually gets out of it and then grabs the back of, of Vanity's head. She then pulls the head back. So at this point, Vanity's kind of, like, bent over backwards. She then kisses her on the kisses her. Okay. And then as she lifts her up and Vanity's all stunned that she's got kissed on the mouth, she then get hits her with a, a roundhouse kick to the head for the win with her finisher, as I learned, the kiss of death. Oh, there it is. Yep, there it was. Literal uh, kiss of death. I know. It's like uh, the overall, I, this is a solid match with a few moments here and there that got a good reaction out of me, and I was like, oh, this is good. Nice. Like, Vanity, for what I've described, I... 
think she has a bright future ahead of her if she just keeps improving on it. I give this match for me a meh. Okay. It didn't do anything groundbreaking. It didn't like have me like popping off the whole time, but there were some good spots in here, and it was enjoyable. Okay, fair enough. Another solid, good endeavor from Reality of Wrestling's uh, women's division, or um, women's booking, which I'm always happy to see. Another solid, decent, okay match. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, so after that, my first match, we have a match, another match from AAW Pro. Okay. Uh, we have. Oh damn, we're really hot in those these, the last couple weeks. We have Jody Threat take it on Chris Statlander. Now, if you recall, we did see Jody Threat at the Collective. Is that the um the the uh, girl with the red hair that was in like all the uh, intergender like mixed matches? Yes, red hair, red gear. Yes, because yeah. you were hot on Jody Threat, I because, believe. Yes, and I bought a button from Jody Threat. I bought, like, a pin. Oh, was that when you bought the Danhausen button? Yes. Nice. Um. So, yeah. So, I watched Jody Threat versus Chris Statlander from AAW Pro. Uh, the match starts off. The two are, like, squaring, squaring each other up, looking each other up and down. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. in the background, the crowd is chanting, uh, Boop that nose. Boop that nose. Classic. That knows. So Statlander goes to try, but as she's slowly coming in with her like finger, Jody's like slowly like like backing away, like backing away, like Matrix, like trying to like Matrix dodge it almost. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's so it's it's so funny. Um, so that's how that starts, and then there's a little bit of a sequence, uh, and Chris Statlander ends up taking Jody Threat to the ground, and then boops her when she's on the ground. Of course, <laughs> I love Chris Statlander. Uh, yeah, they got they got like a like a sequence in the beginning, and then like all of a sudden, like like when when you just like it was such good timing too, because I had like just forgotten about the whole thing of like the whole chant because I was like, oh, this is a cool sequence because the match is getting started, and then like mm-hmm. knocked over and it was like boop, and I was like, ah, oh, there it is, <laughs> the classic. Um, this match showed me how how this match reminded me of how hard. Jody Threat hits. Her slams are like echoing through the arena when she throws Chris mm-hmm. Statlander. She hits like power slams and just suplexes, and it's just crazy how high impact her moves are. Mm-hmm. Um, I recall this. There's one point where they end up on the outside, and Jody's leaning on the the metal rig post. Mm-hmm. Chris Statlander goes for a chop. Jody ducks out of the way, and when I tell you. This was the loudest I've ever heard. Chris Statlander, Damn. I thought she actually, like, le- I thought she actually legitimately broke her hand. Oh, no. It was so loud. And you heard, you, it was so loud, you heard the whole crowd go, ooh. Damn. Like, even is the this cr- like, uh, it's like, is this like, what? Is this like J.D. Drake against Kimberly levels of, like, or J.T. Dunn and uh, Kimberly were like one of them slapped like the uh, the concrete post and I was just like why yes it was why? exactly that except they slapped except Chris Statlander slapped the the turnbuckle the metal oh that the metal the, me- the metal turnbuckle post oh it looked it, it sounded so rough and uh, Chris Stat was down for a while after that to which Jody Threat goes under the ring and grabs a skateboard oh all right uh and she like go and. She, like, goes to skate into Chris Statlander to, like, do a move off of the skateboard. But while mm-hmm. she's skating in, Chris Statlander gets up and just super kicks her off the board. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's very good. That was very good. Um, 
And then, like, they get back in the ring after this super kick, and Statlander just, like, pops off with, like, a hundred moves in, like, ten seconds. <laughs> like, damn. Yo, she goes in on one of the craziest sequences, like, like, sequences I've ever seen, just, like, by herself. And she's, like, destroying Jody. To which Jody ends up kicking out of the sequence, of course, and the match continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, Jody ends up reversing one of Chris Statlander's moves and catching her on her shoulders and hitting her in it with an F5. Ooh. Uh, to which Statlander kicks out after that. Oh, shit. Uh, and then they keep going back and forth, and eventually Chris Statlander does get get her finisher, that inverted uh, that inverted DDT, or that inverted pile driver, sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it ends up getting the victory and retaining her AAW women's, pro- women's uh, title. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds like a fun match. Yeah, this match was good. Uh, it wasn't, it was, it was short. It wasn't, Anything like mind-bogglingly spectacular, but I'll give it a. You know what? I'm willing to put it in like the low, like either it's I'm in. Be- I'm with this match. I'm in between high met or low markout. I feel that. I think I'm gonna leave it in the high met though. All right. I think I'm gonna leave it up high. It's it's like it's like high. It's in the. It's still in like the met territory, but mm-hmm. it's high up there. Like it was good. I liked. Okay. It. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was good. They, they both got. They both showed off what they could do a little bit. Um, I enjoyed it. So yeah, I give it a high math. This match was good. Go check it out over on Aid over on AAW's YouTube channel for free. Mm. All right, Zach, what's your uh, second match of the day here? Oh boy! All right, I decided to go for a match with a wrestler that is currently uh, employed with WWE, and I liked them a lot when they were on Two Hundred Five Live. I felt like they didn't get as much credit as they deserved because he's really good, and that would be Tony Nice. Okay. Going against uh, Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds at hey. Pro Wrestling Syndicate. We this had an Alex Reynolds match. match last week. Yep, and I, if I recall correctly, this was this match occurred before Nice got uh, recruited to WWE, like just before. Okay, might be wrong though. So this match was for the well, Tri-State Championship. If it was after, he wouldn't be able to wrestle anywhere else. So I would assume it was before. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, actually. Ah. <sighs> So, this match deceptively starts out with a collar and elbow tie-up, where the two are kind of forced apart via rope break. Okay. And uh, Reynolds kind of just gets up in his face and does the usual classic, like, you're a joke, you're not even worth it, like, what, what you got? And he, like, pie-faces Reynolds, uh, not Reynolds, uh, Nice. so Nice does it back to him. Mm-hmm. And then after this, the match just kind of kicks into another gear and doesn't really slow down, except for maybe one part. Oh, nice. Like, let me put it like this. Nice throws Reynolds out of the ring. He then goes for a suicide dive, which but Reynolds rolls right underneath him as he's doing the suicide dive. Oh, he dang. then tries his own, but Nice then runs over and clotheslines him over the ropes because he just sprinted from the outside towards him. Mm-hmm. And then finally hits a suicide dive. Still in control, he then goes for a running splash in the corner, but Reynolds gets out of the way and res- tries to respond with the Death Valley driver, but Nice gets out of it by flipping out onto his feet. Unfortunately, though, he then runs into a forearm from Reynolds, which sends him to the outside, and then Reynolds follows this up by running to the corner, and then just while on the second rope in the turnbuckle, just jumps out of the ring and crossbodies niece. Oh, Jesus. It looked sick. I've never seen anyone really do that. I might have missed him doing this at some point in AEW, but I was just like, did you just crossbody someone from inside the ring? I was like, this will be a good match. Oh, yeah. Thankfully, I was correct, and it did not just suddenly become garbage. 
We Reynolds with infirm control now. Reynolds then puts Nice in a chin lock, but Nice is eventually able to stop Reynolds by literally <laughs> hitting him with a big boot in the face out of nowhere when he run goes to run the ropes. Like basically, he gets up right. Mm-hmm. Reynolds hits him. He rose to run the ropes, and then Nice out of nowhere just runs up as he's like bouncing off the ropes and just just puts his boot through his face. Basically, jeez, looked awesome. Nice then tries to mount a comeback, but as he runs towards Reynolds in the corner, Reynolds then just stomps Nice's chest as he runs towards him, which looked great. It was a double stomp, I believe. Mm-hmm. Reynolds then goes out, goes to the top, but Nice then quickly just hurricane runs him, just casually. And Reynolds then tries to strike Nice, but Nice counters every single one, basically, until uh, he leads into an ace crush to the face, where he basically grabs his face, and he then throws it into his knee. Mm-hmm. Hits him with a running boot and then a spinning wheel kick. And then after this, he then hits his signature uh, his signature combo where he runs his opponent, hits him with a spinning elbow in the face, runs towards the other ropes, bounces off, and then knees him in the face as he goes down in the corner. Love that sequence a ton for knees. That sounds wild. It's awesome. Love this match. The way so when much. you when you said when you said he reversed like every hit, it made me think of like that one. You know that one like big gaming moment that everyone knows where it's like the street fighter tournament and the one guy parries like every kick yep and when he's at like no health and it comes back with like the whole sequence to win it mm-hmm. and everyone went fucking nuts exactly i feel like I that was... i feel like that's what it feels like that's what it, it was it like definitely gave me that vibe so at this point then nice then tries to german reynolds but he gets out of it and then hits him with a super kick to the gut a running knee to the face, and then a code breaker with one knee but it doesn't get him the win responding in own with his own set of combo on on nice Reynolds then tries to moonsault off the ropes, but misses, and then Nice just casually hits him with a massive German. Like, he literally, like, deadlifts him off the ground and just Germans him, but it doesn't put him away either. Deadlift, two, Germ- they- deadlift Germans are wild. I love deadlift Germans. The two then so get much to what I labeled here a kickoff. Uh, uh, excuse me? Where the two of them are basically <laughs> just kick. Instead of just... Did they start a football game? <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, that's... No, that's just a fun wording on my part. It's basically the two of them are, like, kicking each other in the chest, but they're taking turns kicking each other, and I loved it. Nice. If Reynolds eventually goes for a- another German on him. Okay. Uh, but Nice actually lands on his feet here, and then just absolutely destroys Reynolds with a series of kicks after he, uh... So Reynolds basically runs at him from the corner, right? And he tries to big boot him, but Nice just kind of does, like, a Neo from the Matrix. Funny how you actually... I feel like you mentioned that. He, uh... He uh, does a backflip. And then he springs off mid-jumping backwards forward and then just destroys him with a series of kicks. Super kick. Kick to the face. Looked awesome. Reynolds then counters it with another boot as he tries it again. But this time he actually connects with Nice. And Nice literally does like a full flip and turns inside out and looks like he's just out cold on the mat. Okay. Finish comes up with Reynolds. Frustrated that after all this fighting with Nice, he cannot put him away because it's for the title. He then throws both his elbow pads off. I was like, oh, shit. Puts Nice in a tree of woe. Gets up to the top rope. But uh, sadly for this, for him, Nice actually stops whatever the hell he was going to do. I don't know what he was going to do because I don't know Reynolds well enough, unfortunately. You know his finishers. Okay. Nice, as he's got his back turned, trying to keep Nice's like, feet pull up, Nice just lifts himself up and just Germans him from the t- off the top rope, and he just plants him under the mat. And then just Jesus. yells him with a 450 for the win. That's wild. I thought this match was awesome. These two beat the hell out of each other, put on a really exciting and entertaining match. It was just full mm-hmm. of energy. 
there wasn't that much of a story there, which is unfortunately like the one thing that I was like really yearning for with this match. But you know, it was a championship match, so I'll take it with two guys really putting it all out on the line to get their t- to get the title or retain the title. Mm-hmm. And uh, I give this match. Um, it's funny we're talking about the high met, the low markout range, because that's where I was debating with this match. But I'll give it the low markout just because it's just it's a good time, okay. fun time. Nice. I enjoyed it. All right, we got we got a markout. Let's go. Yeah, we did. that. All right. So for my next match, we have actually a tag team match. Ooh. We have a match from Beyond Wrestling. Mm-hmm. We have always good stuff from there. We got Hot Sauce Tracy Williams <laughs> and okay. we and Wheeler Utah. Okay. Taking on Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo. Well, I've I've never heard of any of these people. This should be fun. I've I've heard of Wheeler Utah and I've heard minimal things about Tracy Williams. I, I, you see, I didn't know. I was like, oh, Tracy Williams, never heard of him. And then I heard them call, I heard the announcers call him Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. And I was like, I know that. I've heard that before somewhere. But. Somewhere. Uh, this, this match starts off. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, very awkwardly. It's like, they're, it's like, it starts off very technical wrestling and like, it's fine. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden each person in the ring just calls for the other person who's not in the ring and it's like takes forever to get the tags in and out and they like huh. they try to like all wrestle each other but like it's it, it, it's it feels so slow and so weird and so like all right mm. come on like just fight doesn't like why do you have to fight somebody certain just fight whoever is there like just go come on i want to watch this match you know oh, that is it takes for this match is weird that is yeah this it's weird bizarre. it's weird because We'll get to it later. I have a, I have an interesting take on this match. But, uh, and in the beginning, the crowd is also dead, which does not help the slowness. Oh, no. It's like they're, the, like, you know there is a crowd because you heard them applaud for their entrances. Mm-hmm. But they're just, like, silent. Damn, like, that's... throughout, like, the, the first, the first beginning of this match. And it drives me nuts. <sighs> Bad crowds. Always just can ruin they, a great they, match. They, they come around later. It was just like there was nothing happening to cheer for because they kept trying to – because it was just like they did a couple oh, of moves. And it's okay. like I want – and then the, the wrestlers in the ring would be like, I want that guy over there. And you're, everyone else is kind of like just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. I don't care who you want to beat up. Just beat someone up. Yeah. It, 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 this is one of the times where I'm not – I don't think I'm blaming the crowd here for the for the beginning being silent because like there was like just nothing to just – there was nothing to even like cheer for or chant for or whatever. I rescind my crowd comment. Um, there was a Yuta has a cool ankle lock reversal where he like twists around and kips up and gets into like a uh, like a almost like a super kick kind of thing. It was sweet. Hmm. Okay, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um. Then then there's then like the weird tags just all of a sudden lead to like chaos to where like everyone's in the ring all at once just fighting each other. Okay. And that was a little bit of a mess, but. Thank goodness! Finally, the match starts picking up. Okay, they start right, good. they start getting in cool double teams. The flow starts getting there, and everything starts coming together. And it's like, okay, finally, a watchable wrestling match. Yes, like thank goodness. And when it and when it gets there, it's good. Like it's not a bet. Like th- this is why I'm so I'm so like confused about this match because it starts off mm. so bad and so like weird. But from that one point where it picks up to the end, it's very good. 
All right, that's good to hear. There's a lot of really cool double team action from both teams. They're both like doing crazy double team sequences on the mm -hmm. other guys. There's one point where Utah and Tracy Williams just start slapping each other back and forth to like hype each other up because they're on the same team. Okay. They're just like slapping each other. They're just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like like it, like pumping like each it. other up. And then they go to do a double team move, and then uh, I think it was Kevin Koo like reversed it and ends up mm. hitting his own move, even though they both right. just like pumped each other up. It was really funny. <laughs> um, there's a really cool spot where Dom had where uh, Dominic Garini, who I'm just gonna call Dom because that's what Kevin, his tag team partner Kevin Koo, was calling him the whole match. Okay, so there was a one point where uh, Dom where Dom has Utah in a sleeper hold. Okay, uh, which was a really it was like a really cool reversal into like a sleeper hold. He like caught him and like threw him up and like grabbed him. And it was like a pop up sleeper. Oh, okay. It was really neat. So uh, Yuta's in this sleeper, right? Doing mm -hmm. whatever he can to get out. And then Yuta's partner, Williams, comes in the ring and start mm -hmm. and just starts kicking Dom to get him off of Yuta. But Dom okay. just, Dom, like, takes the kicks. He's like, I'm not letting go. I'm not. He's, he's, oh he still God. just has the sleeper, and he's just taking he's just taking penalty kicks to the back. And he's, like, he's still hanging on. And there's one Damn. point where he, like, rolls over on top of Yuta. So he's like, has him still has him in the sleeper hole. Okay. And then Kevin Koo comes in and tries to kick uh, Tracy to get him out of the ring so Dom can keep the sleeper hold on. And then Tracy catches the kick, chops him, like, across the chest twice, and then looks at Dom, looks at Kevin Koo, and just hits him with a big suplex onto both of them and just breaks up the Ooh, submission hold. I like that. That was really sweet. That was just, like, it was just really creative how it's, like, uh, it's, like, just, I don't know why it was just funny. Tracy would just be, like, uh, 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 fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> he just throws, he just throws him into, Do into Dom and Yuta to break up the submission hold and keep the match alive. Um, here's another point later where, uh, Yuta takes a wild double team sequence that lasts maybe like two minutes. Just, mm. just taking move after move after move after move from Kevin Q and Dom. And then, uh, Williams dives in at the last second to save the match again. Again, damn. Uh, they so and this match does end up with um Utah and Williams getting the win. Uh, when Utah gets dominant submission hold and the two legal men Williams and Kevin Q end up getting into a like uh, uh Williams ends up hitting his finisher on Kevin Q and getting the victory with the mm. one two three. Uh, but this match, my weird take about this match is that. It could have definitely benefited from being shorter. Usually I say <laughs> matches need to be longer, and I'm like, I wish this match was longer, so I could have seen more. Yeah, but, I was going to say, I was actually about to say, it's a shame that the beginning of the match didn't sound as exciting as the end of the match did. Throughout this match, there was a lot of points where they could have just, like, like they could have made this match shorter and kept all the cool spots in. Mm. But there was so much no-selling shots and being like, yeah, hit me again! Yeah, do it again. Mm. There was a lot of hulking up where it's like they get hit and they're like, Aah! and they come back. And then there was a lot of stare downs between mm. the, between the guys. It's like, just like relax, guys. Just sometimes just take the kick. Like, just take the kick. take the kick and move the match along. We don't need a hulk up every two seconds. We don't need a no sell every other shot. You know, it feels exactly. like they were just like no selling and hulking up a lot. And it was like, okay, we get it. Come on, just just wrestle. Like if they cut if they cut out all that bullshit, this match could have easily been a markout 
and if they hit all the spots, this match could have easily been a markout. But all of that really took away from the match for me because it just got me bored and it like threw off the pacing a little bit. Hmm. Uh, so that's why I'm like between giving this match a markout and a high meh because like gotcha. I liked this match and the wrestling was good, but all the taunting and all the stare downs and all the no cells and all the getting more powerful every time you hit me. Yeah. Just was like, all right, relax. Like we don't need all of that. We don't need all that all the time. Like I get it once in a while, but like we don't need it every other hit. Like, gotcha. come on. So I mean, I think I'm gonna stick with the high man on this one because, like I said, it could have much benefited from cutting down time in a lot of places that it should have. Mm. Uh, so I'm gonna leave it there at the high man. It was a great, it, it was a great match. It was still a great match. The wrestling was great, but the pacing was just off, and it like completely threw me, threw me out of the, that that markout feeling, you know. <sighs> That's a, that's an unfor- that's unfortunate to hear, but you know at least the match at the end was good. It didn't just stay the bad match. Yeah, yeah, that was that was nice that it was that it that it did pick up, and I was like, oh thank goodness, because <laughs> like I know because I know these guys are good. I've I've heard of them a lot, I, mm-hmm. especially Tracy Williams and Wheeler Utah. I've heard their names a few times, so I like gotcha. know I knew these four guys were good wrestlers. So I was like, oh this could be a cool match. And I, and I was like I said I was almost taken out of it at the beginning, but I'm glad I kept watching and just and saw that it got good, and it was gotcha. good points and very high points, but there was also very boring points which I didn't like. Hmm. All right. Well, I believe that's both of our matches that we watched individually. So now let's get to the match we watched together. Uh, I believe we wa- I believe I picked us to watch Kurt Stallion versus Jake Something from Glory Pro. Yes, you did. Real quick. First thing I want to say about this match, holy shit, it's so dark. <laughs> yeah, this match is, if you ever, if, when you think of independent wrestling, if you think of, like, a dark bar, like, a bar that's got very poor lighting, this match, this match will fit, will fill it for you. It's also got a giant disco ball on it, which I kind of love. The disco ball was very funny. I wish they, I wish they replaced the disco ball with, I don't know, a light for the ring, though, because yeah. watch, it made watching this match kind of a pain, this because... Match. Not not because of the wrestling was bad, just because you couldn't see anything. Like this was this, this has nothing to do with the wrestling. This has everything yeah. to do with the camera work and the lighting setup. Like they needed you know, more, get... they needed more light on the ring because watching it was a pain. See, that's funny. So for me, I actually didn't have that much of an issue. But I will say for this though, it he's not wrong though. There they could have used for more lighting. I would have enjoyed yeah. some more lighting. There were some parts where it was like fine. Like when they're on the outside, they had there was a camera with like the light on top. It looked like. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Uh, but anyway, to get to the actual match, I like yes. how as soon as the bell rang, Jake immediately was just like, all right, go in, and just took down Stallion and just started beating the crap out of him. He destroyed him for the beginning of this match. Yeah. He literally dominated him. Yeah, Jake something took control literally right off the bat. He, like, chucked Stallion into the crowd, beat him up. As he was, he crawled into the ring Jake, no, actually, no. Jake threw him into the ring. He crawled out of it. He then sat in the chair, begged him to not beat him up some more. So he just grabbed him by the throat and just, he just hoofed him into the ring. And I was like, I love this. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> for any that don't know, the story for this match is that this match is for the Glory Pro Championship, and this yes. build had been 1.5 years in the making. With Stallion really getting on Jake's nerves, it's also one of the reasons why at the beginning of the match, when both their backups showed up. Both their backups hated each other so much because I assume they fought each other so much that they just they all got themselves ejected because they started a fight before the match even started. Which I oh yeah, yeah, I did, I did, I, I no, 
not gonna lie, I was just I was very tired when I was watching this match. I was like, I just want to get to the match. I just fast forwarded through all that. I was like, whatever. Oh my. Like this well, has nothing to do with the match. It's whatever. It's like well, cool. You, you guys can fight each other. I don't care. Do whatever. It does. It did play a bit towards the end, but you're right for the most part. It didn't play too much of it. But I liked it because it just showed. It really for me put how much just how much this build was just hate filled with hatred for each other. And I was like, yes, yeah. These kill two, each other. For these me. two beat the absolute snout out of each other. Uh, now, sorry, go ahead. No, no I was gonna say like. I was going to go back to uh, the match because uh, Stallion does get some offense in, funnily enough, and if you were wondering. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. Completely... Stallion does come back. So something hit him with his amazing signature spear in the corner, which literally looks like a missile coming at you, which I love. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, Stallion just double stomps him in the chest and then just gives him a fucking mule kick to the back of the head after he jumps over him when he's getting up. I was like, just like, oh, hello. Yeah. I'm like, we have a match, not a beatdown. <laughs> One of my favorite spots in this match actually came a little bit later when Kurt Stallion went to go spear Jake something and Jake something just caught him out of the like like oh just caught him and just got him into like a gut wrench power bomb like, as a yes. reversal that, that was, was so, so sick good. he like literally just like dove and like in midair Jake Stallion was like and nope gotcha and you're caught and you're in the mat now <laughs> match your home. Yeah. I also liked how, like, in that spot, it was Jake uh, Stallion was like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, oh, God. And then he just got destroyed by the move. I was like, this is a man that knows how, how Jake something will destroy you with anything. Oh, yeah. I was um, actually also very pleased you gave us this match because I've been looking for a Jake something match. I was probably going to watch one next week. There you go. But, uh, this gave me my Did satisfied. <laughs> uh, there, was a point, there was a point where the ref takes a bump. Oh, uh, yes. Stallion pushes Jake something into the corner, and the ref just gets sandwiched in there. Poor the ref guy. gets sandwiched. Uh, Jake hits his signature, his finisher, the black hole slam, but Stallion is able to kick out because the ref, be the ref, is like paper. Once they get hit, they just blow over and can't get up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kicks out. The guys that got ejected at the beginning of the match came back. Haha, see, that did. They came back that with did the come chair. Into play. They did not hit him with the chair. They did not. They came they, back they, with the chair. They didn't hit him with the chair. They came back with the chair. They tried, but Jake kind of just threw them both out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Stallion then actually got up and grabbed the chair, and I like how him and Jake were fighting the chair for the chair. And the ma- this match, the commentators were talking about how smart Stallion was, and I love this because Stallion, knowing that he can't, knowing that like Jake is gonna beat him, Jake takes the chair from him, mm-hmm. and Stallion does this really cool spot where he does his finisher, which is a running headbutt, and he just headbutts the chair into Jake's face and knocks both them out, but he falls on top of him and gets the win with it. Which was, and was wild. Like, like that's awesome. I thought that was that was such a sweet spot of just like, you know what? This is gonna knock me out too, but F it, let's try. Bam. F it. If I if I knock him out and fall then on top of him. Dude was like it. dude was like Luigi side B, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Oh yeah. This match also I will say had a lot of really good near falls. Like that gut wrench power bomb, like it was a really close it was close to for a pin. Mm-hmm. There was one where, um, oh man, there was like a spot where Stallion, uh, hit, um, what was it? Um, something ran at him for his spear, right? Mm-hmm. And he then ate the turnbuckle because Stallion moved out of the way. Yeah. Stallion then hit him with a boot and then a knee. And then as Jake was in the corner after he did a running like drop kick, I like how he then picked him up into a DDT and Jake just died. Oh yeah. Was that like, was really sick. Yeah. Like, so to better explain this to you, Basically, Jake was in the corner on the ground. Basically, like his head was on the bottom thing. Stallion gave this huge running drop kick to his face, 
And then rather than picking him up the normal way, he grabbed Jake by his head and just kind of lifted him up enough that when he leaned backwards, Jake's head went into a DDT, which I thought was just really nice. thought it was cool as very, hell. Very, very cool. This match is very much a power versus brains matchup here. Yeah. Like, uh, let me think of when, what's another spot I really liked here. Oh, I liked when um Jake got uh Stallion, I believe, up to the turnbuckle. To I forgot what he was going to do with him. But, um, what is it? Hold on. I'm going to find the spot. Hold on. Give me a second. Take it there. Ah, something goes for a superplex after he, uh, hits a spinning lariat onto a Stallion and chops the shit out of him and ruins him. Mm-hmm. But Stallion, knowing that Jake's going to do this, gets off the top rope, and he actually does his finisher to Jake and just hits him in the face when he's on the, on the top rope. And Jake literally dropped, like, a sack of potatoes. And then, this is also props to commentary. Jake rolled out of the ring, and Stallion went to go do a suicide dive, but because it's technically a running headbutt, commentary was selling it like he just hit him with his finisher twice, and I was like, that is really clever. Very clever. I was like, I'm like, nice, I like that a lot. You can, you're, if your finisher is a headbutt, you can, you can do it, you can do it whenever. I never, like, it was one of those moments where I was like, it was like a shower thought of, like, a suicide dive is just a running headbutt, and I was like, huh. <laughs> Fair. I'm like, yeah, that's not wrong. You got hey, you got me. Yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, shit. Uh, personally, like, I I thought this match was very good. This match was great. I can't even do this match justice because there's so many like spots that I I could go on about about like just the hits, all the strikes look really good. The wrestling was buttery smooth for yeah. the whole match. Stallion did a really great job of playing as like a smarmy, he- like a uh, like a we- a Weasley heel, really like who really knew his opponent very well. I just but, like, wish I could see it better. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and something also played off the uh, the super angry, like, strong man. It's like, I'm going to rip little man apart. And even though I know what little man can do, I still get outsmarted. <laughs> like the barbarian, like, me punch you. Yeah, and he was, and Stallion was kind of like the rogue of, like, I'm just going to wait for you to make a mistake, and then I'm just going to crit you, and you're going to die. Solid. And, uh, yeah, this match ended with Stallion picking up the win. The crowd was like, uh, they, I think they booed him or something like that. And I, I was mean, like, one point five years in the making. I was like, it's not bad. I thought it was that a cool. Was really I thought good. it was a cool title change. Sure, he won in like the cheap, the cheap chair shot way almost, but you know, but it, it was kind a good of, match. It it built it it made sense to me because Jake literally got built up like he was just a running brick wall, mm-hmm. and he, and let Stallion had to use basically every trick in the book from a ref bump to a chair shot to actually take the title from him. Yeah, which I enjoyed. Yeah, this match was really good. Uh, what do you? What's your rating? On I. It? I gave it a mark out. Me too. I thought it was really it, good. I liked it a lot. It gave me a really fast-paced, but at the same time, like, really well-wrestled, hard-hitting match, and it also had a really nice story to it that, while mm-hmm. some might call it cliched or, like, old-school, I was just happy that there was a nice, well-told story throughout the match. Well, just, like, a nice little bow to tie on top of a nice, a really good wrestling match. For me. me too. I thought it was really good. I gave it a mark out as well. I loved it. Uh, these two really put their all into this one, and it showed. If only the production value put their all into it and gave some more lights. If only there was more lights. Um, <laughs> but hey, those are expensive. I get it. All right. Uh, well, that, well, we reviewed all of our matches this week, so that brings us into our segment, The Double Down. The Double Down. Where we review matches from last week from each other's perspectives. Uh, Zach, do you want to kick us off? I believe I, I gave you Zack Sabre Jr. versus Robbie Eagles. You did, and I was about to say, ha, I actually remembered that I started second last week, so I actually know that I'm going first this week. I remember two this time, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. I totally didn't just guess and hope for the best. No. <laughs> it all worked out in the end. <laughs> Anywho, to this match. I was so pleased when you gave me this match. because This match sounded amazing. And god damn, this match is a wild ride. And I was just eagerly there for it. And I wanted more of it once the match was done. Mm-hmm. I loved in this match so much how well Sabre Jr. countered Bailey. Uh, I almost said Bailey. I'm thinking of Mike Bailey for some reason. Eagles' offense into, like, just nasty submissions. Mm-hmm. From the 450 countered into a armbar, which looks smooth as hell. The Pele kick that got countered to an ankle lock, or the leapfrog spot you talked about where he caught him into another, like, great Just vine out of lock. midair. I was... It was so good, because for the rest of the match, it just kind of gave you this feeling. Whenever Robbie was on the offense, you kind of got this little un- this feeling of, like, you didn't know if he was going to keep it up or if Sabre was just going to pull out another submission that was just going to stop him in his tracks. It's like, oh, Robbie has the other hand. up The upper hand. Does he, though? Yeah, it's like, does he, though? I love when the crowd was chanting in this match, fight forever, when Sabre Jr. was kicking Robbie in the face. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll keep kicking him. <laughs> sure, and whatever. As he's kicking Robbie, he's like, come on, you're going to fight forever? What you going to do about it? Love that. I thought Robbie did such a good job at playing the Valiant face here. He sold every submission really well. He sold it like every single one like, should be sold, which is just pain. Love that. It gave Junior this dangerous origin, but it also made me and the crowd want to see him overcome it. And it made Robbie look like a damn, he's tough to be able to, to go through like four arm bars, just... So many different submissions that I can't lift off right now at the top of my head. Yeah, it turns Love out that. Robbie Eagles is just really good at what he does, huh? I know. It's crazy. I loved Sabre Jr.'s punts because each one just sounded like they actually he was just actually just kicking a hole through his chest. Mm-hmm. Great. I thought that Robbie had a lot of really cool high-flying offense here as well. One specific one I liked was when he rolled past Sabre Jr., who was facing away from him. And as he did it, he took his knee out mid-roll. like roll. And then followed up by uh, giving him a lariat to the back of his head, which I thought was a really cool set of offense for Mm -hmm. him. I loved a lot of stuff, but now I have to talk about the spot. The spot? The spot that, if you didn't listen from last week, Mikey said for this spot... The crazy sequence spot? Because this spot was insane. It was done very well, and I'm going to attempt to describe it right now. Interesting. Go for it. Okay. So, Sabre Jr. is in the corner right now. Robbie runs at him, and uh, instead eats an elbow to the face. Sabre Jr. then goes for a running, spinning back elbow, but Robbie grabs both of his arms. So now at this point, Jr. is on his back with both his arms caught, and he tries to transition into a backslide. Sabre Jr. then gets out of it and gets behind Robbie, drops him to the mat by pulling out his ankles, like hitting his ankles out from underneath him, and tries his own roll-up where he flips him upside down, where now Robbie is now on his back to the mat with his legs in the air, and then he... Puts his whole upper body in like an arch backwards to kind of press the legs towards Robbie's face, but Robbie kicks out of it. Robbie then kicks Saber in the gut, who then counters it by spinning around and giving him an enziguri to Robbie's arm, which looked great. The two then avoid each other's kicks before slapping each other in the face and then both collapsing. That that was very good, actually. <laughs> Thank you. I, I was like, I'm gonna get this. This that spot was crazy. The, match, the selling in the match was just so good, and I didn't even talk about it, but I'm going to be very brief about it because I've already gone on for a bit longer than I, than I was anticipating. Sabre Jr. and Robbie made every single strike sell like death. I think Sabre Jr. like died a few times when Robbie kicked him in the face. Oh, yeah. Every submission, like I said, Robbie was screaming out in pain, and I, it made 
it made something that could have very easily go like, all right, he just does submissions to, oh, God, everything he does could kill him <laughs> or, like, make him Oh, no, this is it. bad. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It was amazing. In case you can't tell, the match gets the mark out. Oh, yeah. This is the type of I, shit was, I was looking for. It, it was so good. It, it was this just was the it good was a shit. fantastic match between those two. I loved both these guys in this match. Oh, yeah. Same here. Great I, job. It was, it was really, really good. Um... Now, I believe you gave me a match from Black Label Pro. Yes, you You did. gave me uh, Stefan Bonner versus Logan James. Yes, I did. I'm going to come out right off the top. I didn't like this one. Oh. I wasn't into it. All right. I, I was not like into it. Like, first time this happened. All right, hit me with it. What, what did you feel about it? J- sure, James was being, like, a really good asshole the whole match, and he was being a dickhead, and, like, I don't know. It just, it just didn't do it for me. It felt the whole match felt awkward. The pacing felt off. It felt like mm. it felt like it never really got going. Bonner was very green, so it like clearly like clearly he hasn't been doing this a while. Clearly Logan James has. So it's like the experience difference there was a lot, and it felt mm. like it felt like James was trying to carry this match while also trying to be a chicken shit heel, which just didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um. The suicide dive spot where he hits the three suicide dives was cool, but then the end was really yeah. not great. It really showed off how how rough Stephen Bonner was in the ring because he just As completely said, missed him. James died for this match several times. James died for this match, and Bonner just let James die for this match. Like it was like this match ran on Logan James. Yeah, I could agree with that. Like I mean, like I said at the end. I'm not going to take away from this. Like I said to you, the match, they both were definitely trying their best, and James made Bonner look really strong because he didn't really get much offense. He died a lot. I don't know. It didn't feel like, like, it didn't feel like he looked strong to me. It just felt like he was, like, it made him, to me, it made him look really great. Like, it just showed off how inexperienced he was, you know, compar- comparatively. That, that's what, that's what, like, for me, it didn't sell, like, Bonner is strong. It sold me, like, James is experienced and doing his best to carry this match is what it is what it it told me, you know. Okay. Um I don't know. I wasn't into it. Like I said, I didn't like the pacing. I didn't like how awkward it all felt. The ending was like eh, whatever, you know, like oh, mm-hmm. he hit a power bomb. Woo, people hit power bombs every day. Like why was that one so special? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It, oh, it was just so it was just so whatever. The other spot that I thought that I liked a lot was uh, what did you think of the spinning heel kick to the back of the head? I mean, yeah, it was cool. Like he did, like he did a neat thing, but it didn't make up for the rest of the match. You oh know? no, I like I'm there was definitely like... there was definitely some good spots. Like there was definitely some oh, cool yeah. moments. Like the the super kick to the the pole was cool, mm-hmm. where where James ducked out of the way and he just super kicked the turnbuckle. Or when he did that spinning heel kick, it was cool. But like mm-hmm. like there, like I said, there was cool spots, but it, all around the match just felt awkward. That's perfectly. That's a valid thing. Like I said, the two of them tried their best, but uh, yeah. Like I said, oh, there was a lot. Like I said, I think I wrote this down. Yeah, the match was clunky at times, and they didn't have as much chemistry as I really. Didn't like. Yeah, it felt. So, uh, that, that about me. That this that was about you. That was my issue. It just felt really clunky. Uh, this this is just uh, for me. This is a new thing for me to hear. Uh, I don't think I've ever really heard you like not like a match as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Also. So the double down, I think this is a first for us. That we disagreed on a match? Not that we disagreed, that, uh, that one of us really didn't like what the other one gave the other one. Yeah. Uh, I, I think. Personally, 
I'll I'm gonna give it the miss out. I didn't like Dang. it that much. I didn't like it that much. I thought it was clunky. I thought it was awkward. I didn't like the timing. Hey. I don't know. That's fine. Was it was it my was it my match? Why there is I mean, as we say so much times, there is a sea of wrestling out there and not everyone not everything's gonna be for you. Yeah, exactly. You find what you like. Exactly. Find what you like and if you if you that it, it, hey, if you like it and it's a mark out to you, good for you. Have fun. Glad you enjoyed like it. what you like. Glad you loved it. My personal opinion, didn't like it. Fine. But yeah, <sighs> so that brings us to the end of another episode of Independent Waters. We went through a whole bunch of new matches. We went through the double down. Uh, we found some gems. We found some not so gems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you could have a name for that. Not so gems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're called miss outs. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, well, fair. Uh, I guess I guess we found some treasure. We found some trash. There, there we go. So remember to remember to subscribe to this uh, subscribe to this feed to get new episodes every Wednesday, uh, where you wherever you could find your podcasts and leave us a review on iTunes, five stars or more. Leave us a comment. Tell us how you tell us if you like the show. Tell us what we could do better. Tell us what we could do differently. Just tell us what you think. We love to hear your feedback. Always, it's always appreciated. We would love to hear your feedback anytime. Uh, we love interacting with you guys. And if you like interacting with us, you can go to our Twitter page as well at CountOutPod and talk to us on Twitter. You know, we discuss everything, our, all, all of our wrestling thoughts, all of our thoughts on the real world, blah, blah, blah. You can find us over there on Twitter. And if you and if you are interested in the CountOut Wrestling Network, you can go check out our other shows like Hit the Books every Friday. Uh, where me and Ryan Knightsey book our own versions of Raw and SmackDown every week. Uh, and we just we just finished our Survivor Series pay-per-view, uh, so go check that out as well. And if you and if you like New Japan, go check out Ryan's new show, uh, G1 and Only, every other Monday, where he goes through and checks out uh, people who are only in the G card, G1 Supercard one time and one time only. Uh, so go check that out. It's a very cool show, very documentary style, uh, super, super sick. Uh, if you like New Japan, if you like very informative podcasts, you'll love it. So go check it out. He put a lot of work into it. It's really, really good. And uh, go check out our YouTube channel where we post video versions of all the podcasts and some and some uh, new in- and some interesting video content here and there. We have 2K outcomes uh, for hit the books, and we have our vlog over there where me, Zach, and Ryan went to the collective. So you can go check that out as well. And mm-hmm. if you want everything to do with this podcast network, Countout Network, go to countoutpod.com, where you can find just about anything and everything that has to do with this network. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that wraps it up for the plug. Zach, anything this week? Nope. <laughs> All right. Well. Zach's got nothing, so that brings us to the end of another episode of Independent Waters. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate all of you. And remember, there's a giant sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring.
This has been a Countout Podcast.